I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> After further review, I'm Derek Lawson here with Frank Bashner. We got a recurring guest on our show. It is almost time for some football. Ryan McCumber is on the phone lines. And uh, fellas, welcome to the show as we merged them here in the home studio. Got a little segment uh, pre-recorded, but we will be in the studio this Saturday. So we'll probably play this segment first and then get all situated for you for another exciting afternoon of After Further Review, which airs. 11 to 1 on 88.3 WXUT. But if you can't listen to the show, make sure you listen to us on our podcast, WXUT, after further review with a picture of Frank Bashner in the horse's head on SoundCloud and then after further review on iTunes. But we will be changing the picture soon, and you have to wait and see and find out because we got a good picture for you here on after further review. We got Ryan McCumber on the phone lines, also with Frank Bashner. Welcome, fellas. How's it going, Derek? Hey, what's up, man? How's your summer been? I mean, summer is over now. You got to get right into football, as I believe. Doesn't camp start in a couple weeks? Yep. It how, does. Actually, yeah. how did your actually how did your summer go? Because I actually we're gonna have you on the show. Uh, I think Derek Hutchinson is gonna be on the show for Michigan football. Then we always have Brian Bucky from the Toledo Blade. Uh, that calls in for t- Rockets football. And, you know, during the summer, you get to chill and relax. But then once football season starts, it's, it's nonstop all the way till the end of December. Or if the Spartans make it to the, the college football playoff, pretty much the beginning of January. Right. Uh, I've been busy all summer, honestly. So it's just going to keep on. It's going to get busier. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's what, well, how how would you do this summer? Uh, worked a lot. Uh. <laughs> Got to pay the bills, man. Right. <laughs> So now we uh, we're talking a little bit about Ryan Nitschke, uh, uh is his name John Retschke. John Retschke. John Retschke, uh, being reinstated on the football team after he said the N word. Ooh, and obviously all the black players said that he could be on. Then Tony said if all the black players unanimously said he could be on the team, they would let him be on the team, and they did. But uh, what's your thought on that, fellas? Well, I'll start it off. I mean, I've kind of, I've kind of had some mixed reaction at first having him back on, but I think it's more for football reasons. I mean, look, am I? Did he do something wrong by saying the N word? Yeah, he did. But do I appreciate that he admitted that what he did was wrong and owned up to it, and was very remorseful? Yeah, I believe he. I believe that his apologies were genuine, but I mean, the what my concern is, where is he going to fit in? I mean, Ryan will probably get into that later 
because we've already got pretty much all the linebacker spots secured here spot-wise. But also the another issue I have is certain media outlets, most notably the four-letter network, who has had run-ins with Michigan State before, they're seemingly blowing it out of proportion again, and so are other outlets like Deadson, they trying to paint D'Antonio as a racist by holding he's holding black players hostage and forcing their hands, which I think is just a bunch of BS to begin with. Because I think that he made the right decision. He said all the black players got to unanimously vote for him to come back on. They did, and even L.J. Scott and Kari Willis, they both said, "Hey, we know we know John." We believe that we know what he said was wrong, but we forgive him for it. We're ready to move past it. And I think that's good on their part. And I'll let Ryan say his two cents. Well, obviously my opinion doesn't really matter because I'm not, because I'm not one of the African-American players on the team. So that's like my, my opinions are irrelevant. I personally though, uh, I wasn't a big fan of letting him come back, but, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Why? So, why didn't you want him to come back? Just I, I, I was not well. Football reasons. Uh, I don't think he's going to play much because the linebacker spots are full, and uh, I don't know. There's just been a lot of stuff going on at MSU, and obviously, I don't like the bad press. Not that it matters, but the bad press doesn't look good. Um, but at the same time, like I, I get it. D'Antonio is kind of the guy who's always been somebody who gives somebody second chances. So I, I, I get it. I get where he's coming from. I don't think he's doing this for a football reason. I think he's doing it because he wants to help somebody. Um, and I, I, if, if it, it, like I said, my opinion doesn't really matter in this. Obviously the African-American players on the team have forgiven him. Um, and, I, and the whole entire big picture, that's all that really matters. And, like Frank said, some of the media outlets, especially Deadspin, which had an absolutely ridiculous headline and article about uh, said Michigan State reinstates football player who said the N-word. Of course, they leave out the part where, you know, they uh, African-American players said, hey, you can come back. Uh, we unanimous, unanimously approved it. So, but... Uh, I, I guess I, I get where he's coming from. I would have hand I wouldn't have let him come back, but uh it's just D'Antonio's just that type of guy and obviously he's not gonna be on scholarship, so that's a big punishment too. And he missed a year of football. So yeah. yeah. And the the one there is the one there is another thing I do kinda think is a little bit overblown. I think saying that he paid the ultimate price, I think that's I think D'Antonio probably could have used a better choice of words there, right. but I'm not. I'm not going to go out and uh, and crucify him for that. But again, a lot of these media people, they're going to do it. I just, it's just seeming like they like dead dead spins out to get to get their hands on anything. They leave out facts. ESPN doing the same as well. And look, I'm just going to come and say it. What John Reschke said. Is, couple of years ago via message i won't repeat it here because a it's bad and b fcc rules it was wrong there's no there's no sidestepping or getting out of that 
But I believe that if somebody does something wrong and they own up to what they did and they own up to what they did, then yeah, I think they at least uh, deserve they at least deserve a chance to deserve another chance to try and work with a clean slate. And yeah. I think that's that's what D'Antonio is doing. He's basically telling Reggie to look, look, my black players want you hard, have forgiven you, you're back on the team, you won't be on scholarship, but this is a chance for you to start fresh, clean slate. Just make sure you toe the line, right, and follow all my rules, and all will be good. Not to mention those guys who have, uh, you know gotten DUIs or done something extremely stupid and they stay on scholarship. Like, yeah, the Garrett Kings was an example of that. That was that was completely different though. He was I mean, I think he got into it with a pace officer, which is a mm-hmm. different story in itself, but uh, uh, yeah. But no, like Belton Williams obviously he had he wasn't on scholarship when he came back after he brandished that gun on campus. So like uh and then, uh, but they've had guys like Chris L. Rucker who came back right away, which Dan, I, I think D'Antonio made a stake letting him back right away. But he was on scholarship right away. They didn't take away his scholarship. And he was well, on the play. Rucker, you were, if you remember, he was part of the Rather Hall incident. It was the second, it was the second incident with him. But yeah, because he was on, when he came well, back. He had, he had, yeah, because he, what happened was, he was somewhere he had backed into somebody's car and I guess they, I guess he did get arrested for it. But the people who own the vehicle said, you know what accidents happen. We're not going to press charges or anything. And, and then D'Antonio, I do, I did think, I think he had, he sat a total of two games. He didn't play that because it was after the Michigan game that year when it happened, he missed the Illinois game, the Northwestern game and came back for the Iowa game. I still think he should have sat longer or for. And then, of course, and probably another time I can remember where giving somebody another chance blew up in D'Antonio's face was the deal with Glenn Winston after he, after Winston beat AJ Sturgis, a hockey player within an inch of his life, D'Antonio lets him back on the team in 2009. He, he, of course, misses the rest, second half of the year with an injury. And then you have the whole fracas at Rather Hall, and he gets booted from the team. Right, which he should have been in the first place. Right. No, I, I, I definitely agree. I think that, uh, I mean, D'Antonio has a history of giving guys second chances. Um, you know, like Obviously, you let Austin Robertson sign. That turned out to be a disaster. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, I understand why he does it, because he wants to believe in these kids and doesn't want to abandon them. And I totally understand that. I get it. Uh, and honestly, the way that he's ran that football program for over 10 years now, I really don't really question much of what he does anymore, just based on how he has ran everything and things have honestly went smoothly most the majority of the time. So I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. And I, I get, I, don't agree with all of his decisions, but I'll say, hey, you know what? He usually knows what he's doing, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i kind of in the same boat. I mean, I don't agree with everything he does, but I say, you know what? He's running the program. It's his decision, and he's the one that's going to have to live with the consequences of those actions. So, 
just I just that's how that's how I feel that's just how I feel about it and I think this is a decision that he realized yeah I I know I've let I've had input from players on this they say yes should come back and obviously I'm the one who's going to have to own up to it if it blows up right yeah so I got a question. Then, I got a question for you guys. I mean, I, I've seen this in Deadspin, but it's been Big Ten Media Day. I don't know, Ryan. Did you go to Big Ten Media Day in Chicago, or you, no, you didn't get a chance? Was not there. Okay. No. And obviously, me and Frank have gone to Mac Media Days, which that was also this past week. And the story is, you know, pretty decent or so with with this. It is, you know, saying a racial slur, which I guess was obtained in a text message. I guess. He was talking to a friend or a female friend, and they found out, or he said something to a teammate. That's what I'm reading from this Deadspin article, and they got it from the Detroit Free Press. But in the in the minute things, even though that is bad, I'm not trying to minimize it. Is this story just as big as basically Zach Smith getting fired from Ohio State for you know domestic violence? Basically, no, absolutely not. Not not no, not, not at all. No, it's not even close to the same thing, in my opinion. I mean, what he said was wrong and ridiculous and just stupid, but it's not like he was beating up a woman or, like, physically hurting somebody. And and don't get me wrong. What he said was wrong, and I'm not never, ever going to condone what he did. Right. But then, then then, you know, Dan and Tony said that he kind of did serve the ultimate punishment. He had to sit out a year for football, and he came back, and he's not on scholarship. You know that, that 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 I think that's that's pretty big. You know I think D'Antoni did a really good job. Uh, hopefully, uh, no more incidents happen again with this uh, individual. And, and everyone does deserve a second chance. Yeah, but I mean, uh, also one side note that we probably should mention is that after Retchke was booted from the team, he was looking at possibly going somewhere else. But he ended up. But I think when he was working out, he ended up suffering a knee injury, and then he started working out with Ken Manny, the strength and conditioning coach at Michigan State. And then I guess he realized that, hey, you know, maybe if uh, if Coach Manny is willing to work with me, maybe I can talk to Coach D'Antonio and say, hey, maybe I got a chance to get back and and start fresh. So may, I think maybe that could have had something to do with it as well. Yeah. Definitely. No, no, I, and like you said, he's, he got injured again. He was already hurt. Like he got hurt in, in the Wisconsin game in 2016 and he was out for the season already. And then he got hurt again. Yeah. So, cause I think it was, yeah. Cause he had, yeah. Cause he hurt. I think he broke his, he broke his ankle against Wisconsin in 2016. And then after he got booted, he started just working out on his own. And then that's when he screwed his knee up and, then I, when he was looking to possibly go somewhere else to finish his college career, and then he re, and then of course he started. I guess he had reached out to Coach Manny, and they started, and he started working out with him in his rehab. Right, right. I, I believe that's what the timeline was. But uh, yeah, he. I mean, he. He's like I said, like football wise, I'm not sure he's going to play a lot because. I mean, I, honestly, I think that. That he may only, he may just kind of be a third down pass rush guy, uh, and just playing the the uh, what whatever the uh, Delta package I think it's called, called mm. uh, and just kind of play opposite of either Brandon Randall or Kenny Willickis in yeah, those third I, down situations. He's like there's 
they've already got three really, really good starting linebackers, and they've got a lot of depth already. So, I like I said, like he's just probably not going to play a lot. And if he does, it's, he's not going to play a lot right away. Because, yeah, it's probably just going to be – he'll just probably play in third-down pass rush situations. Right. And – he because he was he was when he was healthy he was one of the best linebackers on the team in 2015 but like he has lots of problems staying healthy he's gotten hurt a lot yeah him getting hurt in 2016 was not the first time he's been hurt because I remember he got hurt a lot as redshirt freshman year and he barely played and then in 2015 he was healthy almost the whole year and he was really really good and he was playing really well in 2016 before he got hurt but you just wonder if the guy can even stay healthy. You know, he's yeah, he's battled a lot of injuries. So I gotta yeah. ask you, Ryan, what's your? We're talking about Michigan State football, but what is your predictions for this season? At least I understand this is a little blip on the screen with a little bit of these problems, but as we're getting into the football season, we we gotta kind of we have to ask you. You know, hey, what do you think is going to go on with Michigan State football? Um, this year, the I mean, they should be a top three team in the division again uh, i i think that they'll probably go 11 and 1 or 10 and 2 maybe drop another game and go to 9 and 3 but uh i mean they should win 9 10 games at least again i don't think they're going to beat ohio state i uh I pencil i pencil that as, as a loss why is that every year anyways oh ohio state's a different animal i i never ever go into that game thinking, hey, MSU's going to win that game. Oh, you can't think like that. I mean, come on. I mean, Michigan State's always competitive. You can't leave them out. Oh, yeah. It, was, I, I, it wasn't competitive last year. No, for the last, year last year was not close. Um, but I, I think that they should, beat, they should beat Michigan. They get them at home this year. And I think MSU's all around a better team than them, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and then like, the one trap game, though, I see is the Arizona State game. Like, I know that they have a new coach, a new system. But you're going on the West Coast in the second week of the season. You're playing at basically 1 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, at the 10.30. It's a 10.45, yeah, yeah. It's a 10.45 p.m. on ESPN. Gonna, the game is going to end at about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock Eastern time. So, so they're yeah. playing at 7.45. Um, they're playing at 7.45 Western time, Pacific, Pacific, yes. right, yes. and then obviously then uh, we're, I'm looking at the schedule right now. You got Utah State at seven o'clock. That's going to be on the Big Ten Network Friday, should August thirty first. Should be an easy win. I don't know. Utah State's usually big and physical. I've seen a lot of Utah. They did stick with Wisconsin for a half last year, but I just I don't see it happening. Yeah, remember, don't I wouldn't leave Utah State. I wouldn't count them out like as an easy win. Usually, Utah State, <laughs> if, you, if you if you if you don't win the war, you're sure as heck going to have a battle. And uh, they those those are some big physical boys out yeah. there. They play in the, out in Utah State. You got Arizona State. Then you get in the Big Ten play with Indiana. And then after that, you get in, you play a MAC opponent against Central Michigan. Then you got Northwestern at home. Then you're at Penn State Saturday, October thirteenth, followed by a home game against Michigan. Yeah, that's a that's that's actually I mean, a pretty decent schedule. They got a rough, yeah, they got a rough stretch in the about a three week stretch. I think it is. I can't. I Penn, they play Penn, Penn State, State, Michigan, Michigan and Purdue. And, Michigan and well, Purdue no, are at home. Well, I think that's, we get. Yeah. Purdue's yeah, Purdue a home home. game. Purdue is yeah, a home Purdue game. Home. Well, no, Northwestern I think is also tough too because they yeah they that, was, pro- that was that was really problems. Stretch. 
that was the three-week stretch I was thinking of because they get Northwestern at home, then go to Penn State, and then have Michigan at home. Well, then a four, really a four-week, Northwestern, Penn State, Michigan, and Purdue. I mean, Purdue's going to be decent, but I don't think Dan, I don't think Antonio's ever lost to them. Well, I mean, it's a yeah, year. And then you're at, then you're at, you're at Durkin's uh, Maryland, and then OSU at home Saturday, November 10th. Yep. Then you're at Nebraska, and then – you finish that out could the, be a tough one. Then you finish out the year versus Rutgers, yeah. which sometimes you can pencil that in, but some people are saying, you know, Chris Ash over there, the Rutgers, is turning the program around. That's that that's gonna take a while because Rutgers yeah, Well, let's just Rutgers is no longer residing in the basement of the Big Ten. That spot is now yeah, Illinois. by Illinois. Absolutely. Illinois absolutely has that spot. No, but it, I th- I'm thinking if I had to be put on the spot, I'd go with ten and two, and then losing to Penn State and Ohio State. Those would be the two games I think they lose. If I had I'm, to I'm with you on that. Like I, I I think they can beat Penn State, but it's at Penn State. I mean, at least it's 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 a three thirty game. They already announced the time for it, so it's not a night game, but still, just it's a not an easy game, and. Obviously, Penn State. I mean, Penn State loses a lot, but they still should be pretty good. Yeah. That, well. Okay. So, do you think maybe college football playoff? You don't. You think they'll beat Michigan? No. Um, I think they'll beat Michigan. They'll finish third in the division. So, what behind they'll Ohio look, State and Penn State? And Penn State, yeah, because they lose both. Both of them had to add. Can so I? They'll be third. Can I ask you this? Why do you think they'll beat Michigan? I mean, I know Jim Harbaugh. It, it, it's going to be a. This is going to be a pressure year for him. Uh, he's got to beat at least one of the two, Michigan or Michigan State and Ohio State, and um... he's. Well, I I think that MSU is. I mean, they 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 just play that game tougher, and also uh, Michigan's offense not sold on it at all. Uh, they, I mean, I know they bring in the QB who's supposed to be the savior and everything. Like, how many times have we heard that? Right, right. How many times have we heard that with Michigan, who the new savior is? And, uh, of course, the, their offensive line is still garbage, unless they made big, big strides this this last year. I don't think – I mean, quarterback was a problem for them last year, but I think it all started with their offensive line because their offensive line was just straight garbage. They couldn't. They couldn't pass block to face no, five. They were awful, and they got they got torched. Uh, they got lit up. Their offensive line got lit up in every single big game they were played in. And and also one more thing I want to add. Uh, since two, since uh, two, Michigan also hasn't beaten a ranked team on the road since two thousand and six. Yep. Wow. And they play Mich- They play uh, MSU, Ohio State, and. Notre Dame on the road. Mm-hmm. So, they, uh, I mean, they, I mean, at some point you think they turn it around, but man, it's been, it's been a long time. It's been over ten years, and, and they haven't won the big, haven't won the Big Ten since uh, two thousand and four. And the last time that happened, I was a uh, sophomore in high school, and the only reason they won the Big Ten was because Michigan State went and. Uh, Thank you, like Rick rolled Wisconsin. They curved Stomp Wisconsin. Yep, they curved Stomp Wisconsin in that game. That was uh, no Michigan. They have they got a lot of issues with their offensive line, uh, 
and I I don't know I, I they're called I think he's overrated sure uh, I I don't think he he does he warranted the hype he got when he got there I mean the guy is a good coach don't get me wrong would, would you take uh, if you're starting a program today would you take him or Mark Antonio? I think the answer is pretty easy. Well, what's going on here, uh, Brian? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but yeah. it's a lot of chatter. Are you chatter. outside? Yeah. Yeah, I would now, and I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I would take Mark over Jim Harbaugh right now because he did come in with all the hype. And the first couple of years, I gave him a little bit of leeway because the program was pretty down. But you know, I haven't really seen the growth or anything like that from his program. Now he did lose. Uh, Michigan State did win a, l- a lucky one in in the big house that one year with the block punt, but. I still think that Jim Harbaugh, if he wants to get over the hump, he needs to at least beat Michigan State or Ohio State each year. You can't lose the both. No, he's got to win at least one of those. I mean, he's got Notre Dame too, so he's got he's got three games. He's got to win at least one or two of them, or else he's well. Notre he's Dame, and I, I don't, I don't really. Okay, Notre Dame is cool, but because of. Michigan and basically Ohio State, you know, being in the same division, you know that those are big games that you have to win to at least win the division, at least get the college football playoff. You're losing to to those two teams, you, you know, basically poof, your national championship yeah, hopes see, are out the season's window. Season's over, right? And yep. and you're not going to win the division, obviously. And then that's more pressure. And a lot of people at Michigan they want national championships. That's just the way it is there. I mean, that's how the I program is. The program is. That's part, I think that's part of their problem, though, is that they have really, really unrealistic expectations for that program. Well, they have historically, they've been, if not historically, they've been. Let's let's be honest. Historically, they have been a program that, even though they don't have a lot of national championships, historically they've been always in the hunt for it. And you know, in the '90s, they dominated Ohio State football. Uh, the early 2000s, they were a great team, and then it kind of fell off the wagon after Carr left, usually around the mid to late 2000s. So right. the, the alumni and the old heads, they, they're they thinking about what happened back in the day. They probably still think that Michigan State's a little brother, but they haven't realized that oh, yeah. they've come up and they're competitive and they're they're going to be in the hunt for the winning the division. But that's just that's just the way of life. I mean, that's just what happens when you have years of success. Now, nowadays, we look at it as, well, you know, you, you kind of putting yourself a little too high on a pedestal here. You maybe want to bring it down a notch, but that's just Michigan for you. And it helps yeah, with the oh, rivalries. And, and, and I think just, I think part of the problem is they do get in their own way. Uh, the, the program gets in their own way because, I mean, Mike Valenti said it best. When you get on that campus there, they tell you you're the best, and uh, nobody can tell you any different. And I think that they have a sense of entitlement when they get to campus to an extent. Um, I think that's part of their part been part of their downfall for the past ten plus years. Yeah, I will admit that, and not to mention, I hope they do give credit to the basketball program because let's face it, Michigan has always been a football school, and if the basketball team even still does good, even with the Fab Five or in the '89 when Glenn Rice and Terry Mills and them won the national championship, they've always taken a backseat to football. And then you know, this past year, obviously the team got national runner-up. But once again, with those old heads, football rules at Michigan. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, their basketball program doesn't get enough credit that it should get. 
and obviously the football program vastly uh, overshadows the basketball program. Yeah. It's, it's always been that way, and it's probably never going to change there. Well, I guess, and you could, but I guess you could say the same thing at Michigan State, though, too. The basketball program kind of overshadows the football program, even though I kind of think maybe in this area in Ohio, from where I see it, maybe it's becoming kind of equal since Mark D'Antoni's been there and they've been winning. But I still think if, if people had to choose Izzo or Mark, Izzo basketball and Mark football, I think a lot of people at Michigan State would be picking the basketball program. I think, I think if you look at it nationally – then people would agree with that. But uh, if you look at MS, the MSU fan base, if you had to choose between one of the coaches right now, just based on what has happened with Izzo for the past two, three years, I think people would pick, pick D'Antonio, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I, I can see that. That'd, that'd be aw- awesomely fair. Any final thoughts, fellas? I think that covered everything. Yeah, it did, didn't Hopefully we can have you on for our college football preview show, Ryan, when that comes up probably in a couple of weeks. Yeah, in about a month. Absolutely. Almost a month. About mid-August we'll have it. We'll have you, hopefully Hutchinson and uh, Brian Bucky. Maybe even a surprise visit from Nick Petrovich, who covers Ohio State football, but I'm not holding my breath. Sounds good, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, looking forward to it. Let me know when you need me on again. All right. Thanks, Ryan, for calling in, man. Yeah, no problem. You guys have a good weekend. You too, man. Yeah. That was yep, take it easy. Ryan McCumber there on the phone lines as he's uh, giving you that good stuff for um, Michigan State football. Actually, I gotta go. I gotta look up something real quick. It was, it, it's it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's Spartan Ryan is what his name is. Actually, Michigan State football fan Ryan at Spartan Ryan on Twitter. And who's this girl in his picture, Frank? Uh, I have. I haven't looked at his Twitter profile picture, so uh, I'd have to get back with you on that one. Uh, is this a new picture? Because it looks like the one girl who I, I've seen her profile before, and she does, I think she does, she's a fan of Michigan, I believe. I I, I mean, look, I'd, I'd have to look in order to tell you. So yeah. I thought we'll have to get back with you a little bit later on, mm. probably when the show resumes on Saturday. Yeah, he likes Michigan State and Detroit sports. He who was it? He wasn't he writing for someone. He was writing for uh, Spartan Avenue, mm-hmm. but he but he's recently got he's been working at uh, the um, I want to say he's working at the Meyer Distribution Center in in Lansing now, and he's been working second shift, and mm-hmm. I guess he's been pretty busy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, but he's, at least he, at least he's making his money able to pay his bills. Oh, okay. Uh, any final thoughts, Frank? As we get out of uh, get out of here, basically. Uh, no. Uh, we'll resume things on Saturday with uh, some NFL talk with you know, the man we got Harris. Mm-hmm. All right, Frank. Well, uh, we'll uh, keep going here as we'll talk some more football. As you can't believe the summer is almost over. I'm, I'm a little upset by that. Yeah. Well, I'm transi- I've begun my transition to football season from baseball season. So, <laughs> oh, Okay. Anyway, we're going to get on out of here. We'll take a quick commercial break. When we return, we got more uh, after further review for you here. And uh, let's see what we got. Yeah, we got more f- further review for you. Frank, uh, like I said, we was pre-recorded here for, with um, Ryan McCumber as he covers Michigan State sports for you. So talk a little bit. We already talked a little bit about that. And uh, what other topics are you talking about, uh, Frank? Uh, I think David and I will probably get into USA Today NFL previews. And there's something, there was one issue I had with it. 
and then he'll get into his NFC North and AFC North preview. And then uh, one thing I would get into is is comments from on Friday Night Victors. Wait, something I will say. Comments. It's a comment. Comments on my post that I want that I got something to say on. Uh, but we'll we'll know more later in the show. All right, we'll take that. Well, we'll be right back here on eighty-eight point three WXUT.